Hey jerkies, this is Jeff with Titanosaur. You're listening to Backstage with Spike, so grab a beer and sit down already. Come on. Who is that? Soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome backstage with Spike, episode 68. I am here with my boy, Jesse Bergen, from the band Dia- the Diabology. What's up, brother? All the way from Los Angeles, California. What's happening? Oh, not much. How about you? No, nah, man, great. I mean, I've been watching you guys now for a little over a year. Um, you guys are just like tearing it up, man. Thank you. We try. <laughs> I got an extra question. What's the average age of the band? Uh, it must be like 18 or 19, somewhere between there. Very cool. How old are you? I'm 19. Awesome. I mean, don't be shy about it. It's awesome. I think it's great that you guys are <laughs> as young as you are and like your music is like you sound like, you know, a 30 year veteran. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we uh we've matted up for like uh almost six years already, so <laughs> definitely got a few under the belt. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So at your age now, do you guys I know you've been playing out, you play a lot of clubs. Um do you guys have a problem playing at like, you know, you know, bars and stuff that you know you gotta be twenty one to drink? Do they ever break your your balls about this shit or what? Uh oh yes, no, absolutely. Uh yeah, we can't play at a lot of 21-plus bars. They just won't have us at all. And some of the ones that do are, like, you have to, like, load in, play, and, like, load out. Like, you cannot hang out in the venue. You can't come back in after your set. Just, like, play and go. Hey, yeah, it's harsh. <laughs> I, I'm, in the, I'm in the restaurant business for, for many years. Um, like, in other words, we get into these discussions, like, state by state is different, like, I could sit at a bar with a 12-year-old kid, okay, if they're going to have like a burger and fries. Um, you know, some venues, it's their personal law, like, well, we don't want kids at a bar, you know what I'm saying? But legally, they can sit there, and I could drink a beer and have my burger, and like, you know, my son who's 13 say, he could hang out and have a burger and a soda, that's okay. So I guess they're telling you guys this because they don't want any kind of funny business going on. Yeah, there are some places, if they serve enough food, um, like there's a venue we play at all the time called the Redwood Bar and Grill. Right. Um, so it's kind of the and grill part that's crucial. There are some places that, so some bars that are all ages, but right. there are a lot more that are not. Oh, yeah. 
Again, and again, like, again, like I've been in the restaurant business. If they're 51% of their sales is food, then you're okay with that. Just so it can't be more alcohol than beer, to, than more alcohol than food that's being served. You know what I'm saying? That is fascinating. I didn't know there was an exact, like, statistic for it. Oh, yeah, it's 51% <laughs> of your sales. But again, and that's like a nationwide thing. But then each state has their own little, you know, nuances to this stuff. But you guys, I'm sure, are probably playing a lot of other venues, right? Where it's not even alcohol is not even an issue, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we play, you know, backyard shows. Um, you know, the we'll play at like studios. Uh, the, yeah, the, there's definitely a lot of venues that are not bars. You know, there's places everywhere if you look for them. Right. Right. Uh, they usually don't pay as much as the bars, unfortunately. <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I tell you what, though, back in the day when I was playing, um, you know, we used to play a lot of these clubs. And I mentioned this on my, on my show like a hundred times rather than driving two hours to some place and have five people show up. Dude, we used to just like play in the studio like the owners would be cool. And we used to tell our friends, hey, come and check us out and hang out. You know, we're playing all our new songs. We would have like 50 kids hanging out in the studio. I mean, it was insane. Everybody was showing up with their with their forties, you know, and who's who's bringing bowls of weed and stuff. And I mean, we'd have a better show in the studio than out at a club. Everybody put your hands in the yeah, no, the, I, it's kind of the same here. There's a place uh, near us called Sound Studios that's run by our friend uh, Isaac from Vulgar Productions, and yeah, it's it's exactly what like what you just described. It's, <laughs> I love it, man. Things that never change is like a 40 year difference between us, but things don't change, you know? <laughs> yeah. The more they change, the more they stay the same. That's so fucking cool. And you know what else though? Like what I really find refreshing is you guys, um, you're not into labels and you want to, pl- you play thrash music. I love it. Like today's generation, like, like a lot of these guys, it's like, well, we're post-apocalyptic punk with some Renaissance progressive. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's heavy metal. <laughs> what kind of heavy metal? It's thrash. Okay, good. Thank you. You know, and I love it. That's, that's, that's what you guys like you, you state. It's thrash metal. Yeah, no, I mean, we just, we love thrash. And I mean, there are, you know, like elements of, you know, this and that. But I mean, we really don't, you know, care enough to take the time to like label every, you know, little piece of it. It's just, you know, it's metal. We have fun. (laughs) I I said this on another show, like a couple of shows ago. It's like, I'll honestly admit it. It's like grindcore, deathcore. It's like metalcore. Like, what the fuck is the difference? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like, my thing is like, do you want me to sing this more grindcore or more like deathcore? I'm like, dude, just sing the fucking song. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> it's just, it's insane. I can't keep up with all this shit. And I think it's just so refreshing that you guys are just like, you know, it's thrash metal and you're just ripping it out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, Straight to the point. <laughs> and like I said, you guys, I mean, you guys sound like, uh, you know, like you've been doing this like 20 years already. That's what's so impressive about it. And then again, don't be embarrassed about your age. Embrace it, man. Because it's just, it's it's incredible. For your young age, you guys are doing, you know, what you're doing and how you're doing it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so I want to ask you a question now. You got a new album that's going to be coming out uh, October 7th is what you're shooting for called The uh, Father of Serpents, correct? Yes, it's our sophomore album. Very cool. So when did the first one come out? How long has it been in between? (laughs) So the first album came out on January 1st of 2020. (laughs) Quite possibly the worst time to drop a new album. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, no, that that could have gone better. (laughs) Where's the song? I can't find you have a song. What? Black Blood? Is that it? Um, that's actually the next single Why coming find up that? from this album. Oh, you guys uh, it's played not, it live, right? Yes, we played it live before. It's not out just yet. Um, actually, it, so if this is airing Monday, then on Tuesday, the song's going to be dropping via No Clean Singing. It's going to be the uh, premiere. So oh. watch out for that tomorrow. Hey, very good. That's very uh, clear thinking what you just did there. I like that. (laughs) I try. This is actually Sunday night in our minds, right? Yeah, exactly. So now the newest one you got out, uh, The Softest Grave, is that that's like a that'll be on the album too, correct? 
Uh, yes. Okay, very cool. I love. I'm digging that song too. And now you got Thank some. You. you got some. Uh, some heavy hitters here. You got it's produced by Dave Kaminsky, right? And you got it mastered by Ryan Williams. Yeah, yeah. How'd you hook <laughs> up with the, with, with this um, upper echelon of uh, people? <laughs> um. So. I'm, you know, incredibly lucky. Uh, my parents were both like metalheads long before I was born. Okay. Um, and they were both in bands themselves uh, before I was born. Um, so a- a- after I was born, you know, I shattered their dreams and ruined all that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But they still have like a lot of connections and you know just friends who are still in the music industry um so my dad um hit up an old friend of his uh nikki law who is formerly of metal blade records very cool yeah. uh yeah and we basically were like you know hey do you know anyone you know from your metal blade days that you could you know hook us up with and she she sent us to dave kaminsky uh, and he he was just incredible. It was such a joy working with him on the record. Very We're cool. you know, so pleased with the results that he got out of us. Right. So did he have a lot of input? Or you know, it's it's hard sometimes when you're working with people like that. Like especially, and you guys are young. You know, you got an idea how you want it to be, and then somebody else now trying to like tweak it. You guys, do you get along with that? Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah. No, I mean. Of course, you know, with every change, you know, there was some, like, scrutiny of, like, you know, do we like this? Do we not? You know, there's some stuff where he, you know, would say, like, oh, you should add, like, this here. And we'd be like, how how did we not see that in the first place? Right. Uh, but then there were other things where he, he said, you know, oh, you should change this. And then we were like, eh, like, we tried it and it didn't feel quite right. And maybe we tried to change it in a different way. or we Right. Just, left it as is so you know it was really like case by case but uh it it was you know it it was definitely a learning experience because we've never worked with a producer like that before so right yeah it was interesting finding like the compromise i guess (laughs) it's like i don't know if you ever seen it but you ever see the saturday night live episode with christopher walken and they're redoing um don't fear the reaper they're in the studio Uh is the more cowbell one? Yes, yes, more cowbell. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. He's like, easy guys. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except once my pants are on, I make gold records. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. like, it's like trusting this guy, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we definitely took Dave's advice more often than we did not. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, there's certain stuff you just can't swallow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, though. And, again, you know, a lot of people mean well, but... I have other musicians that, you know, you know, they're friends of mine or whatever, you know, they try and give you advice on stuff and they're like, yeah, I wouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. I'm like, dude, you got eight people following you after 15 years of doing this. It's like, you know, (laughs) seriously, dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going to try it my way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. You know what I'm saying? Give me a break. (laughs) Definitely. They're like, I'm telling you, man, you should do this. It's like, really? Is that what you did? That's why you got six people following you? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that, we, I feel like we get that like especially a lot because we are so young. There's right, always yes. like drunk forty year old dudes at the bar being like, "Let me tell you, kid, I've been in the biz." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not my first show either. Yeah, you used to clean the toilets at the Roxy. Get the fuck out of you in the biz. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like again, you can even learn from people. You know what not to do. You know what I'm trying to say. You know, oh, yeah. my father taught me a long time ago, God rest his soul. But, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't hurt to talk. It doesn't hurt to listen to people's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But in the end, you got to do what you think you got to do. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, like yeah. I said, and somebody who's got a track record of like success, you might want to, you know, at least, you know, take it with a grain of salt and listen to what they're saying. You know, somebody else that, you know, is living in their fucking car, it's like, yeah, you don't really need to listen to what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. no. Unless definitely. you want to learn what not to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So on that note, um, The Softest Grave, uh, we're going to play that song first. What's the story behind it? 
Um, so a lot of the material from this album came from, uh, like, you know, quarantine and isolation, just, you know, sitting in my room, just trying to be creative, losing my shit. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I don't know. Um, this, this song in particular, I was just thinking a lot about like, (laughs) about like breeding and reproduction and stuff like that. And so I kind of started to see it as like a, a like weird sort of like ritual uh, where you the end result is that you summon the greatest evil of all, a baby. So, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> but, You're yeah. the only one I know so far. I can talk about the greatest of evil of all, and giggle talking about a baby. But go ahead, I love it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, it's it was uh, just like a different way of looking at it for me, I guess, because you know you always hear people talking about you know like giving birth is like the most beautiful event that you know you can ever witness and whatever. Right. So I guess I just wanted to sort of inverted and view it as this like you know like dark gross perverse ritual right right right, right. <laughs> well, you're probably too I mean you don't have to be young but I mean you could still find them like there was a movie when I was a kid called Rosemary's Baby it's like she has the devil's baby dude that I movie watched was, it before oh god you know but, but, it's like it's so fucked up and scary <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely, like, while I was writing the lyrics, that's definitely something that was on my mind. All right. All right, cool. So we're going to play The Softest Grave. Check this out.
fucking awesome. Uh, dude, I got an extra question. So, like, what are some of your influences and, like, as far as you know, like, the rest of the members in the band, like, like, what drives you guys? What, what are you influenced by? Um, so, yeah, I, one thing I think is, like, really cool in our band dynamic is that everyone sort of has their own, uh, like, area of metal that they come from okay and so you know when we like come to you know write we can all kind of contribute from those different areas so like for me um i'm more into like like i, I love trivium i love mastodon a lot of the like more modern bands that are still like kind of thrashy but also like melodic and you know right yeah uh then our drummer matt he he's more of like a He's a little more into extreme stuff. I mean, like, you know, Black Dahlia Murder, like, you know, Slipknot. Very cool. <laughs> Just like, you know, like heavier stuff. Um, our Desi, uh, Desi's still pretty new to the band. Uh, and so is Tommy, actually. So we're still kind of figuring out, like, their place. But uh, I know, like, Desi's into a lot more, like, classic stuff, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, you know, Black Sabbath. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone sort of just brings their own flavor, I guess, as far as influences go. <laughs> Very cool. So on that, that line of questioning, um, do you guys, like, how do you come up with new materials? Is there a main songwriter? Do you guys, like, jam and come up with ideas? Is there a, 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 a standard way that you do it that you come up with new songs? Uh, so I'm the main songwriter, I guess. Uh, I usually my writing process is just picking up my guitar and just fucking with it till I yeah, come same up with, with me. Uh, a few riffs that sound good. Yeah, it's the only way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I find writing lyrics to be the hardest part of the whole chore. I usually do too. Every once in a while, I'll get like, you know, divine inspiration and it'll just like come out. But yep. <laughs> yeah, more often than not, I'm like browsing the internet looking for like, you know, different like stories and stuff to like inspire me. Right. I, I definitely, yeah, l lyrics are usually the last thing I do after I already know like the rest of the song is pretty much like set because yeah, I, I agree. It's probably the hardest part for me. Yeah. Again, because I, I take the lyrics seriously. Um, I know a lot of bands, you know, they write these killer riffs and like the lyrics, if you listen to it, it's like, it's like gibberish. It's really, it's like, you know, did you put any thought into this? You know what I'm saying? So I, I take yeah. the lyrics to be serious, which why I find it so hard. Yeah, no, I, I always try to like, you know, avoid obvious rhymes and like, <laughs> I'm looking through fucking like a online thesaurus trying to find like synonyms that sound cooler <laughs> right right but do you find it sometimes too like some songs actually as far as lyrics go some songs sound it just you start writing the lyrics and it's like the rhyming seems to fit this song you know yes definitely or do you purposely <laughs> stay away from because i know like a lot of the modern stuff there's no rhyming you know back in my day there was a lot of rhyming going on yeah i i like to rhyme i mean it's not I don't think every single lyric rhymes, but right, right. I do. I, I aim for it. Yeah. <laughs> to me in the chorus or maybe like, you know, every third or fourth line that rhymes, you know, with the one from before, it's okay. But, you know, I hate, you know, I have some singers and they're like, you know, I was working some lyrics and, you know, it's like, you know, you know, lime, dime, time, fine. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> terrible. You know what I'm saying? I get, I get what you're trying to say, but. That's like, that's so like old school and hokey to me. You know, it's like, come up with something different. Yeah. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you like to do besides playing music? Like something that's not oh. musical related. Is there anything you like to do other than music? Like in your, in your spare time? Yeah. Um, um, I'm kind of a huge nerd actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love to game uh i i like comic books um the, yeah I, I i guess that's that's mostly it just like nerdy stuff <laughs> do you want to see something really cool of course turn off the lights industrial strength night vision goggles holy santa claus shit can you imagine if we had these when we were 12 even better we got them when we're 40. <laughs> so you said you like gaming. You like playing games? Uh, yes, I do. All right, I got a game I want to play with you. It's called the Choose Game. 
Oh, okay. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you random um, questions, okay? it's gonna You have to choose between the two, whether you like it or not. You have to pick one or the other. You could give okay. a reason why. You don't have to. We can just go on to the next one. But if you want to explain your answer, you can, but you don't have to. But you can't say pass, and you can't say, like, anything in between. you got to pick one or the other. Okay, got it. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. First question. Puppies or kittens? Kittens. I have two cats. All right, cool. Weed or beer? Weed. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be the hair. <laughs> uh, sex or food? Uh... That's a close one. Uh, I I think I'd better say sex so my girlfriend doesn't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, when I was your age, I agree with it. Now at my age, it's food, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, well, uh, check back in in 20 years. I'll let you know if I went down the same path. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You're a guy. <laughs> yeah, meatball hero or, you know, it's like, nah, you're going for the meatball hero. <laughs> All right, Slayer or Anthrax? Slayer. Potato chips or Doritos? Um, are we talking just plain potato chips? See, that's just it. You have to. See, I can't elaborate. You could put in your mind what you need to put in your mind. If there's, if you like vinegar and salt ones, and you could equate that. But the question just is, potato chips or Doritos? See, I say it now because later on, it's going to get more into that. And it's just what your brain perceives, what I'm asking. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that we're talking about all Doritos versus all potato chips then. And okay. I'm going to say potato chips. All right. So while we're on the subject, so what? You have a favorite type of potato chip? Um, I, I do love me some salt and vinegar. Those are the ones I can't stand. Uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they, it's, it's a strong taste for sure. It's definitely I, like a love it or hate it. I don't know if I should eat them or douche with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like the burn, I guess. <laughs> I love Doritos. I love, I love making cheeseburgers and then I crush Doritos on them. That is good. I good Yes. <laughs> How about this? Stage or studio? Stage. Right. I used to be stage too. Now I'm a, I'm, I'd rather go to studio. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I, could drink I love all just I want yeah. and go to bed when I'm tired. <laughs> no, I I love you know just jumping around, meeting people, you know, dancing right. with people. Versus in the studio, I, I I try to stay you know totally sober. I'm you know very <laughs> right. like try, try to focus on every single note. It's <laughs> so why are you? Let me ask you a question. Like to deviate for a quick second, are you the type of guy? Do you, you obsess over it? Are you like all right, I did thirty takes, pick one, I'm fucking done, or will you keep going until it's absolutely perfect? Um, I mean, uh, I feel like i'm somewhere between uh i i definitely do like strive for for perfection i guess but there is a certain point where i'm like okay yeah like it's it's as good as it's gonna get like right yeah (laughs) comp something together or something i don't know (laughs) the the one thing that annoys me on anything it's like if i'm working with you now and you're trying to get this guitar part down and you want to do 150 takes i'm cool with that okay but when you finally say, take 12, that's the one. That's fucking awesome. Don't tell me now three days later you want to do it again. That pisses me oh. off going backwards. You know what I'm saying? No, we said we're done. We put it to bed. We're done. No, yeah, we had that. Like, I, <laughs> while we were recording this second record, right. there was there was a moment where me and the other guitarist, it was probably like the lowest point in the recording. Because he, he was, like, struggling with one song. It, we'd been, like, doing it for, like, over an hour and a half. Right, right. taking, like, forever. And then we got to one section, and he listens to it, and he's like, Wait, you, when you recorded that riff, you chugged on this note three times. But it was supposed to be four times. Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you, let's, let's redo it. And I was like, oh, God, no, we need to yeah. move on. I, yeah. 
that's probably the closest we came to attacking each other in the studio. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I hear that. Uh, like I said, going backwards drives me nuts. Again, while we're, while it's an issue and we're taking care of it, fine. But please don't tell me three days later you want to fucking redo something. That's insane. Yeah, no, it's same. I was like, no, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that reminds me of something I'm going to ask you when we're done with the game here. Getting back to the game, chess or checkers? Uh, chess. All right. Uh, you have to choose. Abba or Mariah Carey? Uh, Abba. Abba. <laughs> right. Tacos or burritos? Uh, I, I think in general I have to say tacos, although I had a really good burrito the other day. Like, that really? one burrito is making me, like, question. <laughs> well, you're in California, so what, what, do you got something really cool going or what? Um, it, it wasn't even like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it was a Paquito Moss, which is like a chain. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. I've heard yeah, of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It, it was just like a chicken burrito from there, but it had like avocado and sour cream, and it, it, it was so fucking good. <laughs> I, I live on Marco Island. Um, I am a huge connoisseur of fish tacos. Yeah. I love fish tacos, and I have all the different restaurants I go to, and they have to have, whoever has fish tacos, I always try it, and then I rate them. My wife's like, is this the best one now? I'm like, no, this is third best. The other place is still number one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I love shrimp tacos. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I like fish tacos. Yeah. I mean, some of the people make with grouper. I mean, the best is what they originated in California, which is the Wahoo fish tacos. But those are like yes. hard to come by. How about, yeah. how about Germany or Japan? Uh... <sighs> That's very close for me, and I should say I've never been to either, um, but I would like to go to Japan a little more, I think. I'm, I'm going to Japan before I die. It's on my bucket list, and my, my kids want to come with me, so my wife's like she's not into traveling 24 hours on a plane, but I'm going to Japan before I freaking die. Yeah, no, I, I want to as well, definitely. <laughs> would you rather play or watch football? Uh, uh, neither, but watch. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say you gotta pick. Up. See, I love it. you. A lot of people are like, well, I don't like you. I don't like football. I'm like, you can try to pick one or the other. That's the fun of the game. So you rather watch it? All right, cool. Me too. I'm. Yeah. I'm not in the mood for broken bones. That's for sure. Yeah. No. I think I have enough concussions. <laughs> All right. We're cruising through this. We're uh, about sixty percent through. Cowboys or Indians? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess cowboys. Okay. You don't have yeah. to? Yeah. All right. Final answer? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just love cowboys. <laughs> I, I love cowboy hats. I, you know. Sorry to all the natives. I know that, you know, a lot of fucked up shit happened to them. That was not cool. That's your generation, dude. You don't have to go there. You want to be a cowboy, man? You're a fucking cowboy. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. <laughs> it's like you want to be a cop or a fireman. Well, I feel bad for the police. I'd rather be a fireman. Dude, you don't got to apologize. And that's the thing on my show. You don't have to apologize. You like and what I you definitely like, don't feel that. bad for the police. <laughs> <laughs> How about, is it sauce or gravy? Uh, gravy? Right. Crazy or nuts? Uh, uh, yeah, like, wh which word would I use? Yeah. Or Yeah. Um, I guess nuts. I mean, I feel like crazy is more like unhinged versus nuts. It's like, that was so cool. That was nuts, you know? Okay. <laughs> the next couple are getting a little deeper here. Okay. Okay. Would you rather read minds or have $500 million? Uh, definitely the money. Uh, knowing what people are thinking uh, the, like at all times sounds like a nightmare, honestly. You are very mature for your age and very intelligent. I'm telling you, yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could read minds. And everybody's thinking, dude, be careful. It's a double-edged sword. You really want to know, you know, like what people are really thinking about you, you know? 
Yeah, I definitely would not want anyone reading my mind, and I wouldn't want to read the same thoughts in anyone else's mind. Right. <laughs> and with five hundred million dollars, who gives a fuck what they're thinking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't care. You don't like me? Go shit in your head. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather become famous or find true love? Um, I mean. <laughs> Not to you know sound too naive or anything, but I, I I really like the girl I'm with. I I feel content in that category, so I think I would have to go for fame. Okay, I'm married 35 years, so I found my true love. I'm cool with that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> How about jazz or classical music? Uh, I. I think I have to go classical, but I, I love both. To me, jazz is like, listen, just play the right fucking notes already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, the, I, I should say uh, certain, yeah. certain jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be at the Spyro Gyro, you know, that Triple Z jazz stuff. You know, it was cool, but it's like, uh, all right, you can be a headache now. Yeah. <laughs> Easy one. Back to basics here. Burger King or McDonald's? McDonald's. Yeah, me too. Okay, we got two left. You ready? Am I? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Say what's on your yeah. mind or bite your tongue. Uh, I mean, it depends on the context, uh, but I guess say what's on my mind. All right, that's cool. And then the last one. <laughs> Who the fuck came up with this one? Green or purple? Purple. <laughs> and that's it. That was the choose game. Awesome. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> you actually win nothing. What? Yay! Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> wow, surprises will not be dropped on your door and delivered to your house. I love these game shows, man. It's like you watch like The Price is Right and all that shit. Like these people win like boats and like barbecue equipment and they live like an apartment like in the middle of Los Angeles. Like what the fuck are they gonna do with a boat? You know what I'm saying? Uh I, the answer is always like sell it because no one can afford those taxes. Yeah, that's what they do to get paid taxes on that shit. These people I, I can imagine when they go backstage and they gotta like after the show like start filling out the forms, they're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm that, sure that car just cost you three thousand dollars. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, man, it's never free. <laughs> so listen, uh, Ember to Ash uh, from the first album. What's the story behind that? Um. Yeah. So that was that song. Actually, was kind of cool because um, when we launched the album, uh, we had a different track uh, as the like lead single i guess uh seas of eternity um but that song was just sort of like a fan favorite i guess and it it ended up climbing to be like our most streamed song on spotify so we kind of just adopted it as another single because people you know liked right. it so much i guess but yeah that's a that one is like especially just like straight up in your face thrash you know just relentless <laughs> do you find that though too like sometimes it's like um naturally every song we create and put out we think is you know it's great you know but there's other songs there's songs you always like you know it's like you feel more you know amped up about than another one um it's like do you ever find that like songs that you kind of like meh those are the ones that become the most popular and the songs that you think like this is gonna kick ass it's like sort of like meh, you know yeah, I mean, you know, so, so far we've only released the one record, really. But yeah, no, I mean, that that is basically what happened with that. I mean, you know, we still got a good response on the single we did put forth. But yeah, no, it, it was just really cool to see people just, you know, naturally gravitating toward one song more. You know, it was right, right, yeah. <laughs> felt a lot more organic rather than it just being like us you know, pushing the one song in front of everyone's faces, you know, everyone right, right, found right. their own favorite, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's true, because like I said, like, that's why, I, I mean, I, I, the one advice I give to other bands, too, it's like, you know, unless, of course, you worked on a song for long, you're like, you know what, we're just not feeling this. I, I get it. You know, you, you throw it in the trash bin or save a part of it for something else later on, but if you're on the fence and you, you work, just put it out. You know what I'm saying? And if it's like, if it's not that popular well-received you'll put something out you know a couple of months later you know what i'm saying it's like it's no harm no foul just put it out because it could be 
the one thing that really catches on that everybody likes. Yeah, no, especially in, you know, the Spotify age where, you know, you don't have to, you know, spend a bunch of money printing a bunch of physical product. You can just throw it up there, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> of course, you're nothing to put it to, to, to post it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, cool. So with that being said, we're going to play uh, Ember to Ash. Uh, check this out. I'll be right back. I was expecting, you know, of like a bunch of cool artists to be in all the time. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, SoundCloud rapper, Dr. Seuss audiobook. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that's what pays the fucking bills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, yeah. when you think about it, again, you start putting a spin on it as, as uh, you know, when you get old, it's like, well, it's better than digging a fucking ditch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sitting in an air conditioned place here. If you smoke, I'm smoking a cigarette and fucking recording these guys do their Dr. Seuss books. It's still better than freaking driving a taxi and getting mugged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. So let me ask you a question. Um, we're back recording now, just so you know. Okay. All right. Um, so where do you guys record now? Are you guys, I ask everybody when they're first time on the show, because I've been keeping a tally of this. Do you guys, uh, I mean, wherever you rehearse, you rehearse. Um, but do you record at home? Do you do it yourselves or do you guys go to a studio? How do you do your recordings? We went into a studio. We, we did, uh, we actually did like pre-production in, uh, like in my apartment. Okay. Um, but yeah, we went to first, a studio. I'm sorry, first and second album or just the first? Well, both times. Um, uh, yeah, with, with the first album, we uh, we didn't really know to do pre-production, uh, right. and so yeah, with, with that one, 
we got into uh m- my dad worked at a like big rehearsal studio and he had a friend uh a coworker who uh was an engineer so we basically just like snuck into the studio whenever there was like you know open space right, right, and right. just recorded the whole first album there pretty much oh sweet um but yeah um we, you know, had some difficulties. It was a learning experience for sure. Right. Um, so yeah, with this one, we started off, we did pre-production just in my apartment. Uh, and then when we were ready to, you know, go, uh, we went to ES, uh, audio services, um, which actually is a really cool studio. That's like 10 minutes from my house. (laughs) Very cool. Um, yeah, no, we got like really lucky with the location, but uh, yeah, Donnie over there is the man. Shout out to Donnie; he was super helpful, super cool. Cool. But yeah, because a lot, like I noticed, a lot of people and what some of them, uh, the other artists are doing is they'll record at home and then they'll bring it to somebody else for you know mixing it down and mastering it and all that stuff and put like different ears on it. Um, because I remember back in the day when I would go to the studio, you know, it was like $125 an hour. Um, and then you always got into this shit where, like, you know, the bass player thought he wasn't loud enough. The drummer, you know, my snare is not loud enough. Could you put more gate on us? It's like, Jesus Christ. And and then when you're finally done, like I said, you'd get the one, you know, copy of the master to go home and listen to. And then you used to pay them to make up back then. We used to do cassettes. Uh, not CDs, you know, make up a hundred cassettes while they're printing it. You got the singer like, uh, the third verse of the second song. Uh, I want to redo that. And then the drum was like, well, I want to redo it. It's like, man, what are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah. 120 files an hour and like shit's being finalized and done. You guys signed off on us. Now we're redoing it. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> at least at no, home, I, you could just do it, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, the, the, again, that's, you know, kind of what we learned from the first album. That's why we did the pre production at home from the second album. Cause right. Exactly because of that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, this recording's like pancakes. You know what I'm saying? The first one's always a throwaway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah <laughs> but but that drives me nuts as far as like i said i hate like a dog chasing his tail and i know a lot of bands out there put their music out it's on spotify pandora the whole thing is out and then like eight months later they're like pulling it down and like re-recording it and re-redo it again you want to do it and have a ball I mean, I listen to some of my older stuff, and I'm like, man, my guitar sounds like shit. Hey, there is no way in hell I am going back and redoing it. It is what it is. It's part of my history, and that's the way it's going to stay. Yeah, no, I could not imagine a scenario where, yeah, I take down, like, the old stuff. I mean, the, the only time we takedown stuff is there have been a couple of times where we've done like you know really low quality demos in our house then we you know get into the studio redo it and then i just don't want you know people you know like confusing them but yeah no i mean there's no song where i just entirely would be like you know oh i yeah this needs to disappear forever because (laughs) i I wouldn't have posted it in the first place. If I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've fucked up some songs where like the guitar sounds like shit or the vocals are like, man, I fucking, I ruined the vocals on that. But there's no way I'm redoing it. You know, I'll make it up the next time. I'll do it better the next time. It is, you know what I'm saying? Here we are, flaws and all, take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, our first album, I mean, you know, I'm pr- proud of it, definitely. But yeah, I mean, the production, you know, I can already tell just looking at the second album that yeah. the production definitely could have been a lot better. But, you know, they're good songs. They're out there. You know, I'm I'm still proud of it. I did the best I, you know, knew right. how at the time. Right. And yeah. <laughs> nah, that's, that's totally fine. Let, let me ask you a question, though. So you were like, what kind of... Like what? Uh, do you have a specific brand guitar you like, or or a, um, or a model? Like like what you do with guitars? You a collector like me? I got fourteen guitars. I can't stop. <laughs> my uh, my dad is actually a a bit of a guitar collector. Um, 
And so that's been, you know, very fortunate for me because I get to just, Pull you know, pick up stable. guitars out of, yeah, no, like, yeah. in fact, um, our band uses uh, seven string guitars. Okay. And that started just because my, my dad owned, he actually owned an eight string, but I, I just picked up the eight string one day and just started playing on that and was like, I, I like this. You know? Okay. Yeah, so. see, it's the opposite. My, my youngest son, he moved out now. He's got his own house. Um, he's he's 23 now. And between his guitars and my guitars, like I had this huge collection, you know. And yeah. um, um, long story short, you know, he's younger than me. He's 23. I'm 58. So, um, you know, he had the seven strings, the baritone guitars, all that shit. And I used to pick them up and play them too. And, you know, because I'm, I'm not setting my ways. I'll try other things. Um, but what I do is like my guitars, I got, I'm, I play six string guitars. I tune to E flat. That's my tuning. And then I have the Digitech Dropbox, which I think is freaking awesome. And I could just drop down to, you know, I tune down to, you know, drop D flat. And then I play with my Dropbox and I could go down to, you know, C flat. You know what I'm saying? It's drop C flat. And it's like, I think it's awesome. Instead of buying all these guitars with all the different string gauges and all the different shit and then tuning the basses to match. It's like this Dropbox is just awesome yeah that's actually that that's part of the reason i like playing seven string is because uh we we tune the seventh string down to a okay and so yeah i mean like you know whenever i'm like trying to learn like metal songs i like it'll be like you know okay this one's you know in d this one's tuned to c sharp this one's all the way down in a this one's back up in standard (laughs) so but with my seven string i can just be a lazy bastard and just be like (laughs) Okay, I'm just gonna shift this around just a little bit, and now I can just play it using the extra string. <laughs> so, so with your songs, then are you guys pretty much do you play in the same tuning, or do your songs have a varying tuning? So, like when you're on stage, you have different guitars on stage, or the one guitar and you just you know go through the set as it is. Yeah, we we stick with one guitar through the set. Okay. Um, yeah, in, in a way, we sort of like imitate other tunings like i mentioned i mean with the low string you know like sometimes we just you know have our root in c and so it's like you know it's like you could play the song on a drop c guitar right right right. we just play it using the seventh string okay i get it yeah very cool very cool like because like i said though um you know with the drop box it doesn't work for bass it gives like a, a wobble effect but for guitar, it's so much easier for me to just hit this box, turn it down. The only thing is you got to put on headphones or play really loud because if you could hear the actual tuning of the guitar clashing with what's coming out of the monitors, it drives you insane. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what I'll the bet. hell? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't match up and it drives you fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> could only imagine. Yeah. But like like I said though, my, 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 my youngest son though too, it's like um, you know, we were sharing the guitars. Now he moved out, he took like half the guitars of him. So now my collection went from like fourteen guitars down to like six. But you know, I'm cool. I'm I'm into L T D now. I'm buying L T D guitars. I love it. I got the snake bite, I got the black metal with the verse headstock. I mean, I love L T D. But yeah, uh, the, I I do like LTD. Uh, my my personal one to you know loop around to the original question. I play a uh, BC Rich War Beast, which okay. is basically the seven string variant of the War Lock. Yes. Yeah, and I uh, I actually got the uh, the pickups on it replaced. Uh, got a nice pair of Seymour uh, Duncans on there. Okay. I had years ago, I'm going back to like 2001, 2002, I had the BC Ridge Beast, and I swapped out the pickups for uh, Invaders, Seymour Duncan Invaders, and wow, that thing was so cool. Yeah, no, I I love the look of BC Rich guitars. Yeah. I basically bought this guitar because it was, you know, relatively <laughs> inexpensive and right. looked cool. And then yeah, like maybe like a year later or something, I is that got a new pickups on? for it. Is that a bolt on or a set in neck with that? Uh it is set in, okay. I believe. 
Very cool. Like I said, my, my son's a Fender. He turned into a Fender guy now. He likes all Fender products. So Fender, Jackson, all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. Like I said, I am hooked on Schechner, which I think is an incredible brand. And I love um, ESP LTD. And I love LTD. Like when you start spending like 1200 bucks and they give you a case with it, that's awesome. That that would be nice. Yeah, I I had I recently had to go out of my way to buy like a special case so that the fucking uh, war beast won't poke <laughs> its way through yeah. like a soft bag. <laughs> I, I got I got the um, my ESP snake bite LTD snake bite. Um, the case that it came with is so like oversized, dude. The case alone is like twenty five pounds. It's insane. Yeah. And then you throw the guitar in it. It's like, holy shit. I can't even carry it. it was, yeah, I, I've had cases like that. that it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's not easy looking cool, you know? No, it <laughs> definitely is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, listen, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we wrap this up, though... Um, how can everybody find you guys are on you got um facebook going right instagram all that type of stuff or what uh yes yeah we're on facebook instagram pretty much everything as diabology band except on twitter we're diabology eight uh long story but uh yeah we're on uh i guess it's not that long of a story our old guitarist was in charge of the account and then when he left the band he just didn't give us the credentials or anything oh. and now twitter twitter won't take the account down oh, i so. don't like that that's not nice all right yeah biology <laughs> <laughs> so eight yes anyway um yeah diabology eight we're on spotify apple music Bandcamp, soundcloud all that stuff is diabology and yeah like like we mentioned before we got uh, a new single dropping uh this friday uh early premiere on tuesday over on no clean singing if you want to get an early peek cool. uh and our record father of serpents comes out october 7th uh via dissonant hymns records cool and you guys are on Bandcamp, right they can people can get merchandise on um Bandcamp. uh yes we are getting we're, we're waiting for our like new order of merch to come in but you can buy cds and buy the music virtually off of there and there is going to be some really cool merch designs up on there very soon very cool i saw your t-shirts i mean and you guys you have t-shirts on there or no oh or, yeah we yeah. we do have just like basic shirts right now with our just our band logo right. we're gonna get a few more with like some cool like custom designs that we had made uh so you know keep and, an eye out for that <laughs> and what's really cool is because again like if you hit up the uh diabology on um uh, google um uh, besides getting you know it's the you know study of the devil um your band comes up as the number one search which is like awesome you guys are at the top for that that's great yeah no thank you we've yeah, spent a lot of time plastering our name everywhere yeah. we can <laughs> like people don't get like a lot of times like you look somebody up and you know you'll get like 80 pages of crap till they finally start coming up you guys you know and I, i'm proud of mine too you hit up mine and it's like boom it's right there but the first five pages of a google search is me and i'm like that's great that means you're doing your job you know getting your shit out there yeah no that's uh, that's what it's all about you know we have fun make music we have fun with and we want as many people to hear it as we can right right. <laughs> all right so listen uh jesse i want to thank you so much man for being on the show this is incredible i'm so glad been following you for a year i'm glad we finally got to talk we got to do another show get the rest of the guys on yeah no same here again. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> you are more than welcome. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Backstage with Spike, episode 68. This is uh, this is just unbelievable. You guys are really helping this uh, show really move up the ranks, and I appreciate it. Be kind to another out there. Be tolerant. Peace. Hello? Andrew Genshi Remix. Doggy style. Yeah. Uh. To all the ladies in the house, ow, uh, tell them. Another day in the ghetto. Well, look outside and I'm already upset, Joe. It looked like
Ask about 102 It's a Saturday and Biggie ain't got nothing to do uh, I'm interrupted by a phone ring Sometimes I wish I never got the motherfucking thing Hello, hello, can I speak to Biggie? Yo, who this? Tanisha, yo, call back, I'm busy Why don't you hit me on the box a little later Watch the got dress hits the elevator Steps out, it's the same old scene Dope fiend, crack fiend, eyewitness news team I seen the honey with the buck looking butter soft I know she looked much better with them clothes up off Sitting all thick with the ruby red lipstick the one I got to get with Can I get with ya? 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 Why you wanna get with me? Cause you got a big